What's that, Miss Ellie? Oh, nothing. <laughs> oh, shit. A curveball intro. I couldn't even handle it. We made eye contact, I- <laughs> too. <laughs> you want to do it again? I was so prepared. All right, all right, all right. I'll do the OG No, <laughs> I like it. I'm on my toes now. No, we're and going. Shock we're, every we're time. We're in a whole new world now. Yikes. All right. I'm going to get my bearings about me again. Oh, my God. That really <laughs> Did you? Oh, this week's episode is the very first one we ever recorded way back a long time ago when Ooh, I was just a young yeah. buck with a pregnant wife. Um, yeah. My buddy Stephen Gelpy uh, was great to have him on. It was cool to hear his stories, um, his experiences as the father of a multiracial family. Uh, we talked about bucking gender norms we had some great talks he's got some great advice also as a little teaser gelpy i don't want to say too much about his job but uh he happens to work in a kingdom that has a very magical feeling to it it's a place families might love and he might have some good advice for families that might be going to that place oh boy yeah (laughs) um without further ado why don't you finish this out? I don't even know what you do. Oh, do I ne- just can't <laughs> wait <laughs> for Stephen Gelpy. <laughs> yeah. So officially, um, we should start with this, right? Our little Casamigos, yeah. Salud. Shout out to George Clooney. Uh, you know, come Sponsor. by. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Salud, thanks for being here, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll be honest, I um, didn't eat, haven't eaten anything yet. <laughs> <laughs> so a couple more of those. Yeah, All right. So I stopped uh, when I got off of the train and got uh, a half chicken that I just swallowed really quick. <laughs> Uh, for the listener, we are uh, coming to you from FOU Studios <laughs> in Astoria, Queens, New York. I'm here with Stephen Gelpy, good friend of mine and uh, professional father. Um, yes, lounging. Yeah, right? We're really set up here. We've this got some nice lounge chairs. We've got some Casamigos. I tried to... It's really nice. If I can just paint a picture here for a minute, walking in on the studio setup with these nice lounge chairs that you can sink deep into and you have like sky views. The view, right? New York City. I I see like the Empire State Building, I think, (laughs) and a bottle of tequila right there within arm's reach. Welcome, Gelpi. Thanks for being here, man. Absolutely. Um, Why don't you tell me a little bit about, tell us a little bit about your your life at the moment and what's up with you. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, I am a dad. Two times over now, I have a four-year-old daughter and a five-and-a-half-month-old son, uh, Kennedy, girl, Haywood's the boy. And uh, we live, my wife, Whitney, and I, we all live down in, uh, who you know, and uh, we all uh, we all met here uh, in New York, here in Astoria, and and doing the theater thing, and, um, and actually kind of the, the family uh, that the idea of a family down the line for me is what, uh, kind of caused us to look outside of New York and say, all right, we, you know, we grew up with all of these ideas of what, you know, a a normal kind of life is, and it's the car and it's the house and all of those things. And, you know, it's not train service rerouting and (laughs) all of that. And, you know, 
Um, and we loved our time here and it was awesome. But then we decided, okay, we want to get out of here and kind of get some more structure and see each other because that gig life is crazy. And so, uh, so it took us to California. We did that for six years, um, San Diego and Orange County. And then about a year and a half ago, I transferred um, to this little town called Orlando. Heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It we do stuff there, <laughs> which is, you know, the family capital of the world, essentially. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we are now living there. It's been a year and a half and just welcome the new guy into our, our house and our life and just working on this. Awesome. You know? And he's already a heavy lifter, man. He's a, uh... he's swole. I was... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I was, I took a picture of him the other, the other day on a nap and I'm going to show you this after. And, but he just, he looks stocky. <laughs> I was just, I keep looking at his arms. And I'm like, he's filling out. It's yeah. He's going to be, uh, he's big. He's big. He's already like, Far bigger than Kennedy was. Well, I'll, I'll announce this on here too for our first. Uh, we're not going crazy with these announcements, but we're having a little boy. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. And yeah. So That's awesome. I I just like in principle, like in theory, and really in practice, I am not interested in gender norms. I don't. My wife doesn't even want to uh, really go hard on announcing that part because we don't want you. We don't want a bunch of blue stuff. Like we don't need army and sports and we weren't going to only get pink stuff and princess if we had mm. a little girl um we're both very uh aware trying to be aware of not imposing a bunch of gender norms on a kid but i will say like you were talking about hey would be yoked like when i <laughs> when i found out i was having a little boy i was like oh yeah the paternal like all right here we go we're gonna we got a little son and he's gonna lift he's gonna be yeah. great he's gonna be respectful <laughs> he's gonna know all He's going to be a renaissance man, but he's going to be inclusive. Yeah, and yeah, everything. exactly. He'll be open minded, but he'll also lift. He's going <laughs> to <But>, be, <laughs> yeah, bench yeah. 325 as soon as possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He'll be it's like an it's like an it's like an acting breakdown. You know, it's like an actor's move. It's it is a inclusive champion. <laughs> lives. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? I mean, I keep telling my wife, too, I. Uh, yeah, I'm so excited to raise our first gay son, uh, you know, because I whatever, I don't care. Also, the, the current with the way things are going, dual male income is the way that like if I retire <laughs> and my son and his partner can take care of us, let's do that. Right, like until we get the rest of it figured out, I'm happy for a dual male income to be what's taking care of me when I'm older. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you want better for your kids. Right. Right. So you're right. like, yeah, I mean, we should probably, I, you know, and it's all such a strange thing. When you take a step back, I remember when I first found out and was talking to a friend, a coworker and friend, um, Brian, he, uh, you know, I said, yeah, you know, I was kind of thinking about what, if a boy for me, it was all right, playing sports and doing that kind of guy stuff. And with the girl, I feel like, oh, you know, it's just a little different. And he, you know, we were just walking and he said, well, it, it doesn't have to be different at all. Like she can do all of those things. And yeah. I was like, yeah, I mean, I know. And I guess, <laughs> It's so true. And I, I, I guess I just hadn't thought that far ahead to think that, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it, it doesn't mean anything except for the, these stereotypes and norms of what yeah. it should and shouldn't be. But, you know, with her, I, you know, I, she has her little plastic golf club set and I can't wait for her to get older so that we can go out and do that kind of stuff together and have that yeah. time. And, and, um, yeah, and really just kind of try to break that down as well. Yeah, and that's great. Like, for me, it, it, part of the 
the wave that came over me last week was, well, it's really about to be time for me to put my money where my mouth is. I can say all day long that we should, you know, fight against toxic masculinity. We should work. There are, there are ways to raise humans to be more respectful of humans across the board and more inclusive across the board. And now it's my chance. And like, I guess that's part of it. Like, I'm like, there's so much I could get wrong. And I guess parents get it wrong. And like, people keep telling me, well, people have continued to be able to have and raise children. And I keep coming back to this thought of like, yeah, but there are a lot of shitty people out there. Like there, <laughs> yes. there are people who did not yeah. come up right because something, something somewhere, whether it's their parents or just on them or cult, like for whatever reason, not everyone works out. And that's kind of where I kept going back to. Like mm -hmm. you don't just get it right as parents because no, no. there are plenty of people who are not living right. Uh, and so somehow, somehow in getting there. So all this like, in theory, I can say, I don't want to see uh, in myself, I don't want to raise uh, a son to be masculine just for the sake of being masculine because it's what society says to do. Um, but then I gotta, now I have to like make sure to be aware of that. And do you find yourself intentionally fighting against anything or is it just kind of like, because I, I know for a fact that you and uh, your wife Whitney are good parents because I can watch your, your daughter is kind and confident and doing the right things that a small child does that is happy at home and that is getting mm -hmm. the right kind of uh learn i don't know like i have no idea what her education is like but it seems <laughs> yeah. like it's on on track but as far as like creating a good person i can see that that's going well so i trust whatever it is that you're doing so are you doing it intentionally or is it kind of just like yeah um well thank you yeah thank you and i think it is, um, I think it starts with you and with us, like with us, uh, uh, absolutely, to know that, um, you know, I think kids learn by, they watch and they hear, um, which I'm learning even more now, that they <laughs> they just, they hear when you don't think they're listening, they are. She, um, you know, Kennedy just, just uh, said in the car the other day, I was trying to prep her for the fact that I was leaving. And I said, oh, yeah, you know, daddy has a trip coming up and, and, um, you know, when mommy gets home, daddy's going to go away for a little bit. She goes, oh, no, I know. I know. And I was like, oh, how did you, how did you know? Did mommy tell you? No, I heard you talking to mommy the other day. You're going to New York. And I was like, you're four. You're four. And you're always listening. And she had like a little smile and like she knew she, she was impressing so me. and she knew so she, she knew, knew she was like on the sly had figured things out oh yeah oh, yeah man. she's that smart dangerous. <laughs> um i think you know it's a uh, it's it, is, it certainly is a combination i think there are times where we where i um make a uh, a more conscious effort as far as like what she's exposed to um you know one of the things and it was one of the uh, an issue you we, we touched on uh, you know, when we were emailing back and forth was about uh, kind of like the diversity factor yeah. is like, what are, what is she being exposed to? Um, now, obviously uh, Whitney and I, you know, I'm uh, biracial and now our children are multi biracial, multiracial, whatever you want to say. Um, and uh, beyond her, uh, their family here with my, you know, my, with my, my side of the family, I think it's important that she is her friendships and her she's exposed to, um, you know, uh, people from all over the world. And I think uh, because that's going to help shape 
her experiences and and her life moving forward. I think for me, I grew up in Miami, which is like similar to New York. Is everyone is from everywhere? Yeah, super and diverse. When I met your friends in the past, it's, I've been impressed that like just your core friend group is is a diverse dichotomy within itself. Like it's just a bunch of dudes that are all different, but yeah, but absolutely. now similar, but come from different, totally different histories and cultures. Yeah, and so even uh, I, you know everyone in Miami could be from, from Latin America or South America, Caribbean, Europe. And so I just assume everyone is Latin until they tell me they're not, you know, which, which is, which is so, I think it's, it's cool. And it's great because, um, now having traveled and lived different places, uh, you know, we have been places like in Orange County in California that was a lot less diverse. And so, you know, Kennedy's, classrooms were reflective of that and I, I didn't like that uh you know and especially being in an, a business and in an industry where that is very important and it's a it's a focal point of what we do every day um it was hard to go to her school and be like oh okay well yeah uh so it's so it's great to be in Florida and be in Orlando because her classroom and her friendships um are much more diverse which which is reflective of her family and I've actually had uh experiences more so in California um, with older women like grandmothers when they would look in at Kennedy and, and see her and they're like, oh, she's so light. That's good. <laughs> That's good. And these were <laughs> these weren't like older white women. This was like older Asian women who. So is that more from a more like actually like strategic statement? Like not that's good. That's better. But that's actually easier for her that is strategically better for her i Isn't guess that that i don't means? know if they were being that deep or just being like oh no that's a better look that's a better <laughs> yeah, look yeah it could be that too, i guess yeah it's right. a better look than what you're rocking <laughs> um do you ever i mean because your children are, are lighter skinned um is 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 that does your family out ever do you notice is there ever anything that you experience yourself as a, a interracial family um yeah. Is, I don't know how to say like this is your white friend being like I don't know how to say this but like does it get weird ever do people ever like okay so here's a great 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 story okay um so uh this was probably a year and a half ago about sometime we were in Florida we went to this mall at Millennia it's called the mall Millennia it's a really nice fancy kind of upscale mall uh right down the street from where we live and we we're walking around the stores with the with the goal of you know making it to dinner and doing like an early dinner, and uh, Whitney walked ahead because she had to go to the bathroom while our while Kennedy was playing and playing with the in the fountain like throwing pennies in and stuff. And so I was with her watching her. Whitney ran up, and uh, and then I said, "Okay, okay, bud, it's time to get up. It's time to go out to dinner and meet mommy." And she freaked out that she, I guess she didn't realize that Whitney had walked ahead. And so she starts crying and going, I want mommy. And I was like, okay, yeah, let's go. Let's go. So I picked her up and we start walking outside of the mall and she's still kind of like being a three-year-old or, uh, you know, and, and having a fit. And I don't think anything, anything of it because get ready for it. That happens. <laughs> Great. Thanks. Right. And then all of a sudden this guy walks behind me and, uh, puts his hand on my shoulder and he's like, Hey, um, Hey, don't stop, stop. And, and, uh, it was super weird and uncomfortable. And I was like, uh, I gave, just gave him a look, kept walking and he starts yelling, stop. He's, he's taking her. 
And I mean, I'm wearing oh, um, no. a like a golf polo and shorts and Sperry's. So <laughs> not like a predator look, I would say, just to kind of paint this image of of it. And um, so I look back. Just to save us all the time of knowing what we're thinking. Can you also paint him for us real quick? Can you give us a description? Yeah, so, so I'm going to feel gonna, bad. Okay. I'm going to surprise you, too. OK, because <laughs> he he's probably like a 25 year old Asian guy. And okay. uh, yeah, I was wrong. I just thought it was a white. Yeah, person, so. you did, right? You thought like uh, MAGA had <laughs> yeah. everything, and uh, so that's also why I, I didn't think any. I thought like he's probably not talking to me when he first starts shouting. Um, so he's yelling, "Stop!" He's taking her, and then he runs up again and grabs Kennedy's hand, <laughs> and so I'm holding her in one hand, and with my free hand. <laughs> I put my hands on him. <laughs> um, and I. That's the best illustration of that phrase. <laughs> With my one free hand, I put my hands on him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I felt yeah. like, I felt like. <laughs> yeah, multiple hands. Multiple hands. hands. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and um, so as I'm swinging uh, my fist towards his face, um, <laughs> I gratefully, I think of my brother, who is an attorney. And all of the stories he is told and, you know, his vision. And I guess it was a, that slow moment enough where I thought to not to punch him because that could be problematic uh, if you punch someone in the face. And <laughs> so at the last minute, I open my hand and it turns into like that. Chappelle show like you just slap. Slap. oh that's amazing that's <laughs> it turned into frankly a slap, even better you just slap which is a little embarrassing to even say <laughs> it is to be like oh. I respectfully disagree I think that just open hand smacking a guy <laughs> it was I think that's just more insulting to I think that's insult to injury I think yeah that's good. <laughs> I think he was stunned <laughs> right because what do you do if yeah. you get slapped in front of a uh, cheesecake factory. <laughs> um, and, it, you know, his glasses shot off. And I think that kind of knocked sense into him. Um, and it, it stopped everything. But it didn't stop random white woman onlooker from joining in this crowd of, like, trying to incite this as well. Just seeing, like, if you're sitting having lunch and then you look over and see this and decide... I have diagnosed the situation <laughs> so I can yell as well and try to stop this. And so I, uh, went over and talked to her as well. Uh, you know, to kind of offer up my, my, uh, thoughts, uh, to her response. And then I, you know, I saw security kind of coming over. And so I walked over to them and said, like, explain the situation and said, look, he touched her. This is my daughter. Here she is on my wallpaper of my phone. You probably just didn't think I looked like her. And uh, so that was the situation. Um, so, yeah, it happens from time to time, I guess I'd say. Dude. Um, yeah, so it was pretty crazy. And, and for her, she was shaken up and um, <laughs> and she was kind of hysterical. And I talked to her and she even the, the you know, the day after or days after when she would tell people about it. Um, and, but more importantly, that day. I said, you know, what happened? And she said, you know, someone tried to grab me. Someone tried to take me. And I was like, yep, that happened. And what did daddy do? <laughs> daddy hit him. <laughs> like, yep. Daddy, and daddy will always hit him. <laughs> if that ever happens, 
daddy will hit him. <laughs> so you're safe. Um, you know, so oh, it's crazy, but it's, it, it, it is just the fact that, you know, she is biracial and, um, yeah, people can make those, uh, sort of assumptions. What I, I mean, there are so many layers to that story. We can <laughs> unpack all of them or a few of them. I will say what I do love about that too, is that that guy was totally convinced he was right until he felt like you conveyed an entire conversation to him in that slap. It was like, <laughs> that guy went, oh no, this is his daughter. That was a dad slap. I just got slapped by a father, not a man trying to take a child. Like mm -hmm. that conveyed, no, this is my child. You will never touch my child. And he went, oh yeah, okay, sorry. <laughs> never mind. I am Checks wrong. Out. <laughs> yeah. Checks out. Yeah. I mean, there were so many things. If you were to just profile at the time what I was wearing, the fact that I was casually walking. <laughs> to a P.F. Chang's, <laughs> you know, I don't know if that's where you would go if you were abducting a child necessarily. Yeah. And, um, and like, you know, that guy probably doesn't think of himself as a racist person, but I, but a white child crying with a white parent is, does not get the same. It just doesn't get the same right. reaction. No. That's just a kid. That's kind of ruining your lunch, your Chick-fil-A food court lunch. Like I wish that kid would stop crying so I can enjoy my 12 piece nuggets right now on the food court. Not, I think that child's being kidnapped, you know, like right. that's a different yeah. scenario. Yeah. And we kind of turned that into a teachable moment of saying, look what happened when you freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> this escalated pretty quickly. Um, so uh, yeah, it was just a wild, um, crazy sort of instance of, of what it is to kind of be this, but you know, that being the case, I would take, you know, one of those a month in a heartbeat, if uh, to be able to have uh, the family that we do. And, um, you know, for her to go out into the world and, and be a uh, part of a, a multiracial family. And um, because it just establishes norms, I think, you yeah, know, for the future. Absolutely. Um, you know, similar, similar to uh, her friends who have like two dads, you know, I think yeah. it's great for her to have that exposure when we we're with our friends, um, because it is so normal. Like the first time she ever asked the question about like, oh, hey, why does, uh, why does he have two daddies? Like, where's the mommy? And so we got to say, well, you know, he had, he has two daddies. He doesn't have a mommy. Um, and she thought about it for a second and she was like, okay, cool. Amazing. Yeah. So normal. Yeah. Like that is the, yeah. should be the default reaction to yeah. be like, okay, cool. Yeah. That's great. What's next. And I feel like even in that story, the next thing was something about like, I want to treat, <laughs> you know, her <laughs> yeah. mind quickly switched over to the next thing. I mean, that's what it is, right? Just putting it on the same level as anything else that like, all right, back to me. What do what, <laughs> I, I want? The, I want to be entertained. I want the next thing I want to learn, whatever it is. Like, I don't want to get stuck on this thing. that's different. I don't, need to care about this thing that just because it's different great it's yeah. different cool now back to me what uh <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing right. to make me happier right now <laughs> yeah yeah i do like um uh this is uh, a, a conversation that my wife and i've been having um how to responsibly have a conversation about physicality too because um like we have friends who have kids and they're two or three and they're already experiencing like a bully dynamic, even on the playground, like mm -hmm. just slightly older kids, slightly bigger kids um, that push. 
Um, and, you know, my, my wife and her friends seem to be of the mindset of teaching how to not do that. And I'm working on how to, I, I mean, I don't want to raise fighters and bullies, but I also want to be able to say, there's not never a time to hit. Mm-hmm. There's a time to hit. Um, I don't really know how to have, I don't know what that conversation, what the responsible version of that conversation is. Um, so how, yeah, it sounds like you had that. I mean, you had a talk where this happened and then daddy hit somebody like that's how that thing happens. How do you delineate? Yeah. And is there like an age that you can start explaining that? Like, I don't know. How have you, how do yeah, you guys that? I mean, and I think it's your, your dynamic is the same as ours where it's, Hey, you know, Whitney is you, did you go tell a teacher? Did you go and say, no, thank you? And did you do that stuff? Which I think is the the first step, right. you know, and it's layered um, of because this came up the other day with her as well, um, where she said someone on the, one of the kids on the playground would kept trying to lift her shirt up, kept trying to lift her shirt up. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, dad. <laughs> um, so, you know, the first thing I said was, did you tell him, did you say no, thank you? And yes, I did. Did you go get a teacher? Yes, I went and told a teacher. And I said, okay, great. That's exactly what we're supposed to do. Now, if that happens again, I don't, I just don't want her to be the victim. Right. You know, I right. think there's you should be do the right thing. And it's about, you know, control and it's not just about violence and physicality. But at a certain point, she needs to be able to defend herself as well. And I fully support that. And, um, you know, rather than stand around and be a victim yeah. uh, in any case, especially when it's about her body, um, yeah, you know, absolutely. even at an early age, even though those at that age, it's really just some kids being kids, at, right. you know, truly. Um, right. That doesn't, it's, it's not an immediate boys will be boys. There is just like, sometimes kids are dumb, but, but if kids can stop, if kids can have a conversation about not being dumb, then maybe boys will be boys becomes less of an issue in a generation, you know, then it's like, if you haven't, if you've been told at four years old, don't pull that girl's shirt up, maybe at 16, you realize like, Oh, I just don't, I don't just pull <laughs> shirts up anymore. I, you yeah. know, like hopefully that, you know, that wave can continue. Um, I just don't know how to actually like, like I'm from the South, I'm from Alabama. My dad was like, don't hit first, but hit last. Like the, the, the <laughs> yeah. don't start a fight is all I got. Like it wasn't like, don't start the fight because you'll get suspended. Like you don't go to jail, but win that fight. There was not an issue of like, walk away, do the right thing. You know, it was like, no, if somebody has a problem with you, you end that problem. You take care of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not saying that's exactly right, but I still have a little bit of that mentality. You know, I have that kind of, that's the language I speak. I don't, I didn't have a lot of the conversations, real honest conversations with my parents. Like it was kind of like, a that's what mom and dad said kind of a world. Uh, and I think that again, my parents did a good job of raising me, but there wasn't a lot of like fully open two way conversations. I think that was from both of us. I think that I put them in a box and I think that they kind of put me in a box and we just didn't always say things like, this is what daddy just did. And here's why for better or worse, certainly if it was ever wrong, that wasn't a, you know, I, I was not, not a part of a conversation that went, well, mom and dad made a mistake today and here's what went wrong. Um, and so that never happened. And it rarely happened to be like, here's, let me explain what I just, what you just saw. Let me explain it. So it sounds like, I mean, at least in that example, that's a good job of doing that. And is that something that you guys like focus on doing? And I know I'm jumping ahead to a four-year-old. Like I just got to get through changing poopy diapers <laughs> for a while. 
yeah. But since you're here, I'm just going to glean as much as I can. Do you guys, are you intentional about uh, explaining things, like talking through actions they might see? Like you said, she's already sneaky. She's already picking up on things. Yeah, which is, has really been a lot. This, this honestly, the last year has, has the focus, um, for me at least, has been on, on myself and how I act as a human being, parent, you know, husband, all of that, because I know we're at the phase where we are examples. We are around her all yeah. the time. And what we do and how we act um, is how she's going to act and react. And I, you know, we joke about she has this, she's sweet and sour at times where she is <laughs> the most loving kid in the world. Um, and is amazing. And she has a temper when she gets frustrated. I don't know where it came from. So we joke about, I don't know where this thing came from, where she's hulks out and throws her toy or gets upset. And I'm like, yeah, I do that. Sometimes I think she totally sees us and our reactions and how we compose ourselves. So the focus has been so much on who we are and how we are and, um, and how we react to things. Uh, so that she sees and and hopefully can learn from us uh, more than anything. And and yes, I think part of that is being having things be a conversation. Um, no, you can't do this. What because you know fill in the blank and not just being a dictator. Um, and I think it's important. At least I feel like it's important for her to hear and know why we do the things that we do. Um, and, uh, because hopefully she will, um, she will understand where we're coming from. And I, and actually this last week, I, as I, you know, when we talked about coming on here, um, I was thinking about just being a parent as a whole and what that means still. Um, and it's still insane and surreal <laughs> four years in, it's still surreal. And it makes me think about my parents and, um, you know, at those ages and like our parents of like, well, they were where who we were, they were versions yeah. of us. They were kind of just trying to figure this out as well. Um, that whole time. And you look at them as this like, you know, figure, um, they're your everything, but they're just like people in their thirties trying to figure <laughs> it out too. And with, with, with all of the life stuff that goes on as well and goals and dreams and, and aspirations, and then also trying to be this parent thing that no one gets a handbook of, um, and just trying to do the best job that you can do. And it's so it's so crazy to look back and think about that. It's like if you if you were to have that lens on all of your life as like, oh, they were just yeah. this married couple <laughs> trying to figure things out and trying to make enough money so that your kids can do the things that you want yeah, them to do. Yeah, that's like or, an impi like even. Uh now as an adult i can have that thought but it's like yeah it's impossible for me like i try to go back and think about try to view it differently and realize my parents I, my parents were 25 when i was born Jeez. yeah right when i was 25 <laughs> i was drunk six nights a week <laughs> i saw the sun come up more days than i saw it go down at 25 <laughs> yes we we did probably yeah, together yeah once or twice are as you well. kidding <laughs> Now I'm 36 and I'm thinking about doing this. I was an 11 year old when my parents were my age. There were four of us by that point. And they yeah. were just 
people. They were 36 year olds trying to like not kill their kids yeah, <laughs> and also keep their lives going. Yeah. It's crazy impressive to think that they did the things that, that, that they did, the lives that they created for all of us. Um, being so much younger where, yeah, I mean, we both, I mean, you and I didn't get married until probably yeah. beyond that point. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, you, you know, and to, to imagine having kids, I felt like I wasn't an adult until, right. uh, I don't know, five and a half. <laughs> I'm looking ago. forward to it. Yeah, I'm I looking forward wait. to it. It's in the calendar and uh, it'll happen. It's going to happen soon. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, they're, I, it's like I keep coming back to you and we'll get to the nuts and bolts in a second, but I just keep uh, for a lot for like a year, the, for like a, the past year before we found out we were pregnant, we were pregnant. She's pregnant. <laughs> she's pregnant. I'm the one who did that to her. <laughs> we are not pregnant <laughs> before we found out that she is pregnant. Um, we weren't committed one way or the other. We were kind of like, I'm, we're not sure if we want to have kids. We're not sure where we're la landing on that. And part of my thing was, like, it's hard. And also, like we said earlier, everyone, everyone says, I oh, just figure it out. Like, you, you can do it. And I'm like, no, no, you can't. That's you terrible. can't. Yeah. It's like the most important thing you could do in the world <laughs> is create another person. And there's not even like, you have to take a test to drive. Gun control is better off than, than this. Like, in fact, we're making it easier to make people when people don't want to make people right now we're making it harder to not make people <laughs> but yeah. the people who yeah. don't want to make people are having a harder time not making those people now <laughs> we're like it's you don't just make good people so there is like a step my my, my therapist shout out to therapy shout out to, <laughs> to megan Ther therapy is cool <laughs> self-care is cool uh she was even she was like but you know, it's one of those things like people just figure it out. Like, don't say people just figure it out. People do not just no. figure it out. You can get it wrong. You can straight up get it wrong. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think the right way to, to say it is you will learn. <laughs> All right, <laughs> you yeah. will learn now. But like, so that that thought is is exactly why when we first found out we were having the baby when she was having the baby, <laughs> right, right. I did it. Uh, we. <laughs> We took this, we went and signed up for this childbirth prep class because like you have to take classes to do things that you will never do in real life. Like math for me, <laughs> right? you know, I can think about all of the music theory classes yeah. and ear training that were wasted. I took four <laughs> levels of ballet. I've got four different levels of ballet credits. Yeah. But I mean, but you know, I see your extension as you get up to make your way to the bathroom. Still got mad turnout, bro. Still got mad turnout. <laughs> but yeah, so to think that, okay, and then I'll figure out how to raise a human yeah. being and keep them alive. I was like, we, we both were, thought we need to get into a class. And so we took this, you know, weekend long uh, intensive and it was like two eight hour days where you go through everything about um, just the the process of ha of being pregnant um, through the delivery. And, you know, you go through like the movie style, like breathing exercises, Lamaze <laughs> and ex break down some of those myths and, and stuff and talk about and then go to uh, breastfeeding and into like basic keeping a child alive 101. And so we went through all of that. And then we took another class and we went through like just strictly on, uh, on nursing and breastfeeding. And it was all so educational because you don't learn any of that stuff. And it's, I would, I wish we would have had, that would have been a focal point, you know, when you're growing up because it's so important. And yeah. like the odds are 
almost everyone's going to be a parent or be have kids in proximity. The likelihood of raising a child or being a part of a child's life seems to me at this point, uh, I've been alive as long as I, I, so if I graduated at 18, I'm twice that old now. So I've been alive out of high school as long as I was up until mm. high school. Uh, I have used algebra significantly <laughs> less in my life than I have l- dealt with children. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. And, um, and so that was, that was why it was important to get in those classes. And uh, so it was, it was really helpful, really educational. And I recommend it, um, you know, to, to find it. And we found one through like our hospital that we were uh, delivering at. But it was so great to have that information. And I'm not someone who likes school. I, I actively <laughs> avoided school in high school and college. And it was, uh, it was so great to go through it. Um, also, it, was, it helped me uh, to kind of gauge where I was on the spectrum of like sure. being okay. ready for fatherhood. Yeah. Uh, because in our class, there was a guy who was probably like in his late 30s. Uh, and I was, uh, I guess, 30 or 31 or something. And, uh, you know, there was the, the Q&A portion at one part of the day talking about how to deal when we got to the part of actually having this when the baby's out, when, <laughs> when he or she's free, hanging out, uh, you know, feeding, sleeping, all of that. And someone raised their hand and goes, um, this adult goes, uh, so I was at a, a wedding once and my cousin was had a ba- his baby his son and his son was crying and he kind of just like put his hands on his uh, like on his neck kind of his trap and pressed down and the baby went to sleep and then, so is that a thing and i was like <laughs> so the teacher would kind of like respectfully ask are you asking if there's like a sleep <laughs> grapple that you can do <laughs> on your child no, there is not. See, this is what I'm talking about. This is exactly who I'm talking about when people tell me you figure it out. Well, yes. you also can't just sleep or hold your child. He was going to Google that. If he didn't go to class, he was going to Google baby sleeper hold and see what came out. So it is so important. I was like, oh, this class is for him. Like I could have. Yeah. So it helps you a little bit, a little bit too. Like a little, a little confidence booster to say, all right, I'm at least middle of the pack. Yeah. And I think, I just think at least it's been my experience that women are far better <laughs> i'll just leave it at that but far better when it comes to this process and they have far more knowledge and perhaps it's like you know maybe it's starting off the idea of you know you play with dolls and you play with the baby doll and you you know even kennedy oh i'm gonna put a diaper on the baby and that kind of stuff uh there's you know and you blow stuff up and then guys blow stuff up and play with, <laughs> yeah you know break stuff and that kind of you know i want to shoot birds and whatever it is right um So she came into it far more advanced. Like she could have uh, tested out of my level, (laughs) I think. But we went through it and it was so helpful. And I recommend it because we, you have to take classes to learn how to drive. And I, and I think raising a human being and keeping a child alive is, is far more complicated and important, far more important uh, than any of the stuff we've taken classes for. Yeah. Agreed. And I think that organically brings us to, um, the the first half we did a lot of great philosophical talking i think we, mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed that i learned a lot but let's talk like poop and bottles let's talk nuts and bolts <laughs> like yeah. if you could I, I wanted to call this category dad so hard and my wife was like you're just being a dad don't don't pat yourself <laughs> on the back yet i wanted to call this section like how to how to dad hard how to like do it right like if you could if you had 
a couple of things. Like whatever you think, like a new dad definitely needs to know. Nuts and bolts, not phil- not philosophy, not mm-hmm. uh, creating a better person, but like on the day, <laughs> live action in the yeah. game during game time. What, game is, what time. are the things? Okay, so game time, and and because I had two chances so far, I yeah. did them very differently. The first time, I was like, I need to be present. I need to be checking on everything when she's resting. I'm just there watching these machines do their thing, even though nurses like, I don't know what they mean. I don't know what these, there's a lot of beeps and sounds, and, <laughs> but I felt like I needed to just be there and engaged and ready to go. And, and her, um, the first time around, she was in labor. Really. We got there at uh, Thursday at six o'clock in the morning to be for her to be induced. And Kennedy was born Saturday morning, like at like 10, right before kickoff and, um, and college football. And, um, and so it was a long time. It was almost like 50 hours of labor essentially. So I was, I, I exhausted myself in this process of just being there and being present. And even the overnights, I couldn't sleep because I was stressed out and nervous and just wanting this to be done. Um, so by the time everything happened i was so tired i couldn't even get up to like <laughs> i couldn't get up like the first night to change when when, the, when she was crying you know the nurses are there and doing everything and i would look up and be like okay they're good she's good <laughs> and I, because i just i went through like close to no sleep over two days um before going into it so the second time around i made sure like all right we checked in I got my PJs on, I had Netflix and I was like, I'm going to lay down and relax. I pulled out the little sleeper. <laughs> thought, okay. We both just need to get as much rest as we can because it's a marathon. It's a race. It's not a race. It's a marathon and having that mentality. So thinking about it that way as well, like there are all of these possibilities. It's not just like what you see in the movies of, of, you know, going to labor because that didn't happen either time. And, and she was induced both times. So she went past her due date. We like scheduled it. It's it's like this nice calm where like, okay, on Thursday, we're going to wake up and we're going to drive to the hospital and we're going to bring our stuff and get comfortable. And, you know, uh, it felt like we were going to a hotel more than like the panic of contractions and craziness. Yeah. Now, I, 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 you can fact check all the way, but I feel like <laughs> that is that, that scenario of like C-sections and, and inductions are far more likely than the movie water breaking and dramatic race to a hospital. That's my thing. Like, I'm like, I'm the wheel man. Should I be working on this route? Do I need to be ready for like a 15 minute drive? Do I need to like go baby? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Do I need my playlist ready to go? (laughs) Yeah. Because like the, one of the biggest things I learned in the class was that just because her water breaks doesn't mean you like run to the hospital. If you're going through this labor, like, you know, there's this whole process that goes into it and 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 how the dilation and all of that. And so um, it really dispelled a lot of myths and yeah. preconceived notions that you kind of have. Um, so there's that there's uh, if I'm being honest, I, I the second time around, I think I also probably uh, probably meaning definitely brought a bottle of wine to the <laughs> hospital because, again, I was like, well, we may be here for a while and I may need to like take a nap. So I need a little bit of nap juice. So like maybe a little <laughs> bit of red. Yeah. All right. Um, so there's absolutely the part of it of being like, I'm, I'm engaged and I'm focused on, sh- on you and what I can do to help and make you more comfortable and move you around and do all that stuff. But also acknowledging the fact that there may be lulls. It may be longer than you anticipate. Yeah. And, uh, 
yeah, and you may need to break out, you know, and All have right. like a little something to drink or something. All right. and, I mean, I don't, I would Operation not encourage you to be drinking the hospital, uh, get drunk, <laughs> be like blacked out <laughs> yeah. through that process because I wanted to be uh, <laughs> absolutely like very there for every right. moment of it and stuff. Um, but yeah, we approached it a lot more comfortable the second time around. We were like, okay, we've done cool. this. I feel like that's a thing that comes up. Like people talk about that with their second kid, but it, it usually comes across as like, we're just a little more tired. We're a little like more chill, but like, actually strategically you feel better about that approach you think that you got it closer to right the second time but being more chill yeah yeah cool. i do i think uh just knowing that hey it could could take days let's we're we're not going in there with expectations of like pushing this little guy out and yeah. it's going to happen when it's supposed to happen um though we obviously want it to be done uh, as soon as possible but uh, yeah, but I think that that mindset um, definitely right. uh, helped. Yeah, cool. first time around, um, you know, with oh, you also said asked about the poop stuff and and all of that. <laughs> yeah, um, I would say, man, the first thing that comes to mind for me uh, is is with with Kennedy the first time around of getting comfortable around that because like I, I was pretty grossed out <laughs> i'll be honest like i had a i have that kind of i used to have that gag reflex as a kid like you know you someone gets sick around you and you're like i'm that i was that um really cool kid <laughs> just a school. sympathetic puker just, yeah, just yeah. a lot of empathy and sympathy yeah <laughs> it, was an, it was an empathy vomit there for you um and so it you certainly like you're like all right cool um but i felt like it was like it's it clicked like the first time you have to do it you're, I was good. I'm like, all right, we can rock with this. This is what life is going to be like now. Um, but the first time I had to, oh gosh, and I always forget the name of what it's called. But when she was like a one or one and a half around, she was younger, and then she would get constipated a lot. And I think um, she didn't, she didn't like like the act of pooping, I maybe or something. So she would try to hold it in and. I ha oh, not a laxative, but I had to um, like put one of those things in her butt. An enema? And uh, yeah. That's an enema, right? I is mean, it? I don't know. I think so. Yeah. yeah like a, it, whatever it is that kind of gets the everything moving. And yeah. then it is, uh, for someone who's being grossed out, I was also kind of mesmerized by <laughs> like how insanely quick it works and <laughs> drop. Yeah, it was it was intense, right. but that was like a true parenting move. Like, all right, if you can just man up and put this little medicine thing in your kid's butt <laughs> and wait for like this forearm size. Oh, man. Deuce to come out, then you're good. Then you can get through anything. Um, you know, but I will say to, to go back, uh, one of the other things that like, you don't think about in nuts and bolts, uh, literally was like, oh, when, when, when Haywood was born and he came out, I was like, oh, I've like never really touched another like little penis before. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't think about this being like a thing to being like, are you cool? Are you cool, bro? If I, I'm just going to work in here. I'm just trying to clean you up. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, you have to really, it was so much harder to be like, Oh, I got to like lift stuff around, move things around. And, 
And I've uh, also heard that uh, proportionally relative to baby size, like baby balls are, <laughs> are, are big. Like they're, they're huge. I've been warned. Yeah, that's what I keep. People keep me like, dude. Just be ready. Your kid's going to have giant nuts when it comes out. Like, yeah. what? what? <laughs> yeah, it was so weird, you know? And then you don't ever read about, like, oh, yeah. That's what they don't you tell you. Right. Baby balls around. <laughs> so just be comfortable with that. Uh, and that was so strange. Uh, you had them on your own this past week, speaking of. Yeah, uh, yeah. The week I'm coming, like, straight from uh, my first uh, dad weekend being solo. Uh, having both of them together so i've done you know a few where it was just uh kennedy and i but it was the first time uh switching to a zone uh a zone <laughs> defense and and just trying to kind of manage both and uh, so i to be honest it was you know like a little bit of anxiety going into it knowing just the work that it was going to entail but for the most part because whitney's still uh nursing uh with haywood so uh, she has to get up, you know, whether she wants to or not, uh, yeah. which is so hard. Like, it is so crazy. I did it for two days and I was thinking <laughs> like, oh, my gosh, like I it is so hard. And that's that was probably the reason why it took so long between Kennedy and him, too, was like <laughs> I went back to her and that that experience and of like that was all. And we both had to get up for a long time because she had some trouble nursing and stuff there early on um, that I didn't, I was not in a rush to experience that again. <laughs> and so I did it, you know, this weekend and um, to be honest, it was awesome and it went, it went really well. And part of that was because uh, Kennedy was great and it was like super helpful. And she's at that age where she wants to help me with everything with nice. the baby. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was just, I, I really enjoyed having like that time focused on them and with them uh and i felt like we kind of you know bonded for lack of a better word even more cool. than we normally do in real life because we're we're um trading off or balancing we're each taking you know taking turns in this uh being uh being you know good partners and stuff and um so with the weekend uh it was just it was a lot of preparation and i think that was what really helped me like game plan through the weekend uh and like prep things just prep stuff and knowing like okay i gotta have all these bottles ready and whitney was like amazing and had all the milk ready and it's like it's labeled here it is nice <laughs> this go meal through prep. this absolutely man. yeah we did the meal prep and like it was all set i just had to be like okay you need to keep washing stuff so that every i always have this good to go and i have the hot water packed and i have enough diapers and all the stuff like she probably thinks through more than i do but um I, I have her. So she's like, Whitney is that great example to be like, okay, I'm going to do everything she does. Yeah. And, um, QB two, you finally got put in the game. Yeah, I got two, called up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, it just, it was a lot of preparation. I think if you were just like, Oh, I'm a fly going to kind of try and do this thing. You could easily <laughs> sink. Um, but, but it was great. And I, you know, I managed to not, I didn't just stay in cause I was tempted to do that, but we did stuff all weekend and uh did the kids birthday party you know taking her to that stuff and going to church and doing all you know everything and, and being out and it was nice. it was cool it was a lot of fun yeah good work man yeah so i felt so accomplished and actually at the at the birthday party uh i was talking with a friend of ours who was hosting it and he said you know like oh yeah it's you know it's so impressive you know that you're here doing this and i, I was like yeah well thanks you know i appreciate it 
but I feel like the bar is so much lower with guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is so much yeah. lower. Like, that's a, like, like not, you said, dad's so hard. And yeah. Joe was like, it's called that's dad. Just being dad. <laughs> that's yeah. just being a dad. Yeah. She's so right. You know, and I, it happened before with, uh, I, I took Kennedy out to California with me once and we were on a red eye back, which was a terrible dad move. And I'll never <laughs> do that again. So take note of that. That'll be a whole right. extra episode. Right. Don't ever do a red eye with like a three-year-old. But on the plane, as we were leaving, like multiple dad, multiple guys um, came up and said like some sort of acknowledgement about like, oh yeah, you're. I kind of feel like <laughs> a pat I, on the back. I feel like, uh, look, I get it. Like dads, dads don't babysit. You know, like people who say, oh, I got to babysit my kids. Like, yeah. No, you don't. You just got to be a parent. Just- um, that's part of what like this is. Like I want to be a good dad, and I also want to be able to say like, yeah, I'm a good dad. I. I work at being a good dad. I don't know what that means yet. That's why I'm here trying to figure it out. But I I want to be able to say there's like, you know, there's we we put upon humility in in every level and I understand humility is an attribute, but I feel like parents, moms and dads and all parents don't always get the chance to say like, yeah, no, I'm doing a good job. And yeah. I don't you miss maybe you don't even feel it ever. Maybe you don't. Maybe it's like there's so much going on that you don't get to stop and think no, I'm, I'm doing a, I'm doing a pretty good job with this. Um, we made it to a birthday party, you know, yeah. whatever, whatever it is. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, I, I'd be lying if I, if I didn't, if I said, um, you know, I, I felt like I accomplished a lot. I, yeah, I was pretty proud of myself. I was like, okay, I, I did well. I knocked out all of these things. We did stuff. We had fun. We, they're alive, you know, <laughs> yeah. everything. Like I felt good about it. Um, and then I guess a part of me just felt like, okay, but that's the goal. That's the right, goal in, right. in, in every day. And you that's know, not a vacation. That's not a one-time thing. That's, yeah. that's the goal. <laughs> that's what should be, try to be the attempt is the constant, right? Is to keep that the norm. Yeah. And yeah. I think, um, you know, part of that as a goal is, is to be um, better than whatever that stereotype is to yeah. know that, okay, I, I'm, I'm, I'm helping in this way. And, 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 and like, uh, you know, being a good teammate, you know, part of that is like, well, what can I do to help? Because you, as a, as a woman, the woman's role, um, especially with nursing and that, and that whole part of it, um, that's a huge commitment. And yeah. so, okay, what can I do to be of value here and help? And, um, and I think that's part of the approach, you know, that you're, you're going to have, which is, which is exciting. And I think you already have that mindset anyway, you know, like you're, you're already so conscious of other people's well-being that that's uh that's the, it's the mentality you know and i yeah. think the execution will will be a hundred percent sometimes and sometimes <laughs> it'll be 70 you know it's going to be uh, there yeah. because we're people right but um i'm not but, really good at any job all the time right no, you know like sometimes you yeah I'm, yeah and i think uh you know i feel that when uh you know i get compliments when i get complimented for how I compose myself at work or, you know, someone who comes in and has a great experience um, and sends an email saying, thank you, you know, you're, uh, this was great or you were great or whatever it is. You think like, oh, that's really nice. Cool. On to the next thing. You know, I don't really think much of it other than that was really nice of them to say. Um, but that's the expectation. But when someone uh, like my brother or my friends say, hey, you're doing a really great job just seeing you and you, the way you interact with Kennedy or the way you were patient in that experience uh, and in that moment with your kids, um, when they compliment me on that, it is like 
so much more powerful because one, you're, you know, you kind of uh, approach it like, I don't know, this typical athlete press release, you know, uh, press conference of like, no, I, you know, I just take it day by day and just right, keep right. my head down, I'm just trying to execute. <laughs> uh, because you're not looking at like the over, um, like, like the, 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 the big picture there. Um, am I being a good parent? Am I, am I being a good, a good father? You know, you're just like, I'm just trying to do the best that I can in this moment or in this <laughs> afternoon or tonight and get through bedtime and then wake up and do it all over again. Yeah. Um, let's get into, let's do it. Let's get into some honest product reviews. Okay. Cause yeah, like we need an equipment manager for baby stuff. stuff. I don't know what's so going on. Stuff, it's just stuff. Man. It's insane. And it, uh, yeah, there's so much that you can have that comes with this whole industry, but I will say the most important thing that is, that has helped me, uh, to be a good father and, and partner and husband and all that stuff is our jogger. Like you need a good okay. Okay. stroller that can be a jogger because I know one of your passions is fitness and exercise and those things. We can bring out two categories at once. Here. Yeah, let's do, exactly. Let's do dad so bod and honest product reviews. See, All right, you, saw, you see where I was going with that. Sweet. Um, I feel like it is the best thing. And, and um, because I, I as well, I enjoy exercise. I, I do it more, more than anything. Uh, well, First, to not be fat, <laughs> not to be old <laughs> fat, Stephen, but but also um, mentally, it just once I get through a workout, I'm good. Like I do it first thing in the morning, yeah, so that I can check that box and kind of like get that stress and that that thing accomplished. I've yeah. accomplished like one significant thing and that physical exertion and all that. Um, and so once she, I don't know, it was like five or six month point, I was able to start putting her in the jogger and actually run, which was much better than waking up insanely early or getting like the abbreviated workouts, but to actually be able to be outside, especially because we were in Southern California at the time. Yeah. So, you know, it's beautiful all the time. Right. <laughs> um, so to go out like around the lake and do a trail and do like a three or four mile run with her, which was great resistance to have one of <laughs> those right. things. But I mean, it's so handy and it's great for like theme parks and Probably New York City is perfect. It's perfect for this just terrain. Every day. Yeah, just you need an ATV to get around just anywhere. Here. Every day is <laughs> terrible brick. Like you yeah. need something sturdy. And so you need to get a good jogger because okay. that's going to help um, you immensely, Great. especially when you want to like do weekends and explore or get out and run and do a park. And, um, and so that has been like one of the best things uh, for us. One of the things I also can't live without now uh, which is which is directly from having babies is a um, a sound machine, you know, for the, yeah, for the room. Okay. We got yeah. one of those for the nursery initially, and we got so accustomed to having that on the monitor, the baby monitor, that now when I travel, I use sound machines for myself. Yeah, okay. And it's so great to like drown out the ambient sounds of wherever you are. I mean, are you were, just a straight like white noise, white noise kind of person? Or do you have a, do you like a babbling brook? What is I uh, go white noise. I okay. go white noise. And if that's not an, uh, available, <laughs> then, um, you know, like a, uh, a nice rainstorm. Okay. Sure. Sure. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Thunder, no lightning. <laughs> if we're being picky. Okay. Here. All right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just so nice. And uh, there's something to be said for like having, like now our whole upstairs where every room has a sound machine. Yeah. So it just kind of has this like spa, dark ambient sound. Yeah, and vibes I dig that. And All right. stuff. 
which is cool, which I really like. Um, maybe another product review thinking that's critical. And actually this came up recently as well um, is because you have to have a monitor, obviously a baby monitor. Yeah. And there's so many and so many different models. Yeah. Now. No idea what we're supposed to get. Yeah. Yeah. Where you go, or do you want to go Wi-Fi? Right. Do you want to go video monitor? Do you want to go video and Wi-Fi with pan features and all of this different stuff? And it's crazy. All the <sighs> options. And so both times for us, we have uh, gone without the Wi-Fi capability. And okay. it's mainly because my thought was, if we have that ability to look in when you're not home and look at the baby, that's all you're going to do. That's all yeah. she, Whitney's going to do is, is check out and, and potentially offer commentary when I'm alone <laughs> trying to yeah. put him down or say like, he's awake, go get him. <laughs> when I'm like trying to make a salad or something downstairs. Uh, and this, uh, a funny story that came up this when Whitney was at her bachelorette party this weekend, when I was dadding alone, um, dad so hard. Dad so hard. Hashtag, bro. hashtag dad so hard. <laughs> hashtag dad so hard. Uh, she was telling me they were all out at like all the girls were out at night at like a bar or a restaurant, and it was super late at night. And and the other ones who had the Wi-Fi monitors were like, oh, I'm gonna see and check in on the baby or check in on my kid and see how they're doing, and call out the guys yeah. who <laughs> who fell below what the expectation was oh, like my buddy his his son somehow got out of his bed <laughs> or crib and was just sleeping on the floor <laughs> at midnight and so she calls him wakes him up and like get get up go get him go get him do you know your son is on the floor or some, oh, something to that effect no. I, I, I have no idea how this went down but um but yeah when he tells me like everyone was looking at their babies and checking in and she was just texting me going, hey, is everything cool? <laughs> I'm like, Amazing. I'll take that. Yes. Yeah. Everything's cool. Okay. You don't need to check in on me. Great. I got this. Great. Um, so, yeah. So that's why I would recommend going without. Okay. Because you'll be home plenty and you'll have time with uh, with little man uh, plenty. So yeah. when you're when you're not when you're not there, don't be there. At least that's All how right. I felt. Yeah. I can get behind that. I'm yeah. not, yeah, I'm not sure which way she wants to go on that. I know she has some of the friends of the same thing, like that have the, the nest, I think that have cameras at home and, and are checking in. And I, like, I get the, the heightened security of that. I get why that would feel more secure, but also, yeah, it seems like such a, such a, a gateway to just like real helicopter parent, real, yes. real, just constantly present, which I don't know, man, I'm not sure that, that we need to be doing that. Yeah. And, you know, I know I wouldn't be the one and I don't know how about you. Would you would you be if you were out working, would you be the one that feels like I need to pop in and see how they're I've doing? Honestly, I, I don't know. I, it's hard to say. I don't I don't. I mean, my thought is to say, no, I wouldn't be the one to do that. But also given the chance, I don't know. I don't know where I would end up. I might, you know, uh, I didn't I don't think that I, I didn't think that I would be like stuck on social media and I'll find myself just like trolling for looks we're up to 400 now thanks uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we <laughs> haven't gotten to the update yet oh gosh yeah mm -hmm. uh i think that our facebook is far outweighing our instagram right now but um yeah see like i wouldn't have thought that i would have cared as much now given the chance i care so <laughs> i'm worried that if i were to have that technology available yeah. to me i would i would end up you know being stuck on it um so i'm gonna try to keep that in mind i'm gonna try to steer maybe steer us away from that i can't be um, I can't be sure that I'm not going to get a good argument on the other side that she's not going to have a reason for it. 
So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not going to say hands down, we will not get a Wi-Fi option, but, but <laughs> yeah, see, a, I think it's, it's going to be a dad monitor more than it is <laughs> yeah. a baby monitor, Yeah, you know, in the times where you were alone and, uh, and, you know, and actually this, here's a great example as well. We, we just put, Hey, Haywood just started daycare in January. Um, so it's been a little over a month now. And the first month we did a subscription, you can pay extra, to have the capability to like look in on their video monitors in the room. Wow. All right. Yeah. So, um, so, you know, Whitney's at work and has that up and is looking at it and she'll let me know, Oh, this is going on or he's not napping. And I'm like, there, there's, there are no wins in yeah. this scenario. Right. You know, other than you're still, you're going to be sad. Worst, best case scenario, you're still not there. So you're not thrilled. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. and then there, there were only uh, opportunities for sadness. <laughs> yeah. You know, oh, he's crying or, oh no, no, he, she, he hasn't been picked up yet. And they are very capable and they're great with him. Um, and during that, we, I, so, you know, day two, I was like, yeah, we're done with this after this first month. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point, man. All right. That's, uh, that's definitely what I'm taking. Uh, it's polarizing. It's a polarizing <laughs> issue. I'm taking it to the board on that one. I will take that argument to the board. We'll see. I have not received any money from, uh, you know, anti-Wi-Fi. Non-Wi-Fi monitors. Monitor. This, this is not sponsored by non-Wi-Fi monitors, <laughs> but it could be. Uh, you, anything, anything, uh, speaking of not sponsored by, is there like a thing that parents think that word is out that we need that we just don't need? Yeah, uh, to me, the first thing that came in my head when you asked was was just on the clothing in general, the quantity of clothing, uh, baby clothes, because the first thing I, I think we did when we found out we had we were having both of them, you know, we went out and got like a little outfit to be like, oh, this is real. <laughs> this is like really happening. We got yeah. the thing. And. Uh, and then you get a lot more of those things. Oh, and you start, you know, compiling all of this stuff. And, you know, the, the, the rate in which they grow, it is probably the worst investment as far as everything we go <laughs> okay. through is like baby clothes, because you, you may see like, oh, this is this awesome, especially with boy stuff with girl stuff. I thought like, oh, that's really cute. That's really, that's adorable. It's really cute. But then you're like, oh, little baby boy suspenders and a bow tie. Yeah. Like I'm all in. Yeah pay any amount for like a <laughs> dapper little, looking yeah. little kid. Uh, and, um, and, and just the fact that they grow so quickly, like there are things that you regularly can buy that they will never use. They'll yeah. never wear. Um, and so while we did buy some, uh, some amount of clothes and things like that, so much of the stuff we got was from friends, like hand-me-downs from family, uh, who like Whitney's sisters who were great about passing off stuff that they didn't need anymore. Um, because for the amount that you actually use it and the amount of time, uh, how much stuff you have to wash on yeah. a on a weekly or daily basis. Um, sometimes I feel like, especially the second time around, we got into this rut. We're like, okay, the stuff comes off because it's soiled almost immediately. And then it's the pile by late afternoon, there's a pile. So you might as well wash that pile. And then it's in the hamper that you fold in and put on the bed. So you might as well just pull that and go get something else. And okay. so there's this like cycle yeah. of it's going to be there anyway. Things. You don't yeah. need the bench doesn't have to roll that deep. You don't need a, no. Okay. okay. No, not at all. Especially in that phase where 
early on when they're growing through stuff so uh, yeah. so much and like spitting up on stuff and and then you know, they go through so much um so many looks so quickly that you know like uh i i just i feel like he he has so much stuff i've never seen um and may never see depending okay. on how fast they're growing and and you know you don't even know the size how big he's your son's right. going to be when he comes out yeah um so there's it's quite possible that uh you know baby crossfit is in there <laughs> and he comes out and he's already bigger than like the newborn stuff like haywood was where you're yeah. like oh all this we skipped the step and he's rocking the he's rocking like 90th percentile and the head of his due date right now so we're <laughs> expecting like a a big and we're expecting yeah. a, a sick son to come out <laughs> that's so yeah good. we're gonna have to start gauging clothes right away that's all right that's that's good because that seems like you're right like the idea of like an outfit for uh every occasion and, and uh, like a, just a good look a good picture look like yeah that's a sharp look <sighs> i mean how long is that gonna matter does like mm -hmm. you know like let's get to let's get to survival and functionality and let's just use let's just put some clothes you go functionality yeah. functionality every uh, time you know when you think like okay now look at that outfit and say Okay, how easily can I get it out if there's poop seeping out of it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. you know. Can Everything I just... should be looked at as if there's poop about to come out of it, right? There's like, liquid it... poop. Yeah. <laughs> like seeping through the cracks. Okay. Uh, the corners. Like, how is this going to come off? Okay. Yeah, it can, like, that'll definitely look good in a filtered picture for some post, but how's it going to look? with liquid poop seeping out the sides <laughs> yes. of it. How quickly can it be washed with liquid poop seeping out of it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like worst case scenario, if there's, you know, if D-Day goes down in this diaper, <laughs> would I be cool just throwing this away? <laughs> <laughs> okay. When my wife's not looking, can I just like toss it and walk away and not have to reckon with cleaning this out in a sink or something, you know? <laughs> any, uh, any diaper advice? Like any, is there anything? I know that there's, Again, there's just all the options. Like, is there something to pay attention to specifically or or not pay attention to? Or is it just kind of like diapers or diapers? Well, um, you know, one thing, I guess, because it also goes back into the subject of like the product review stuff. Uh, we um, recently joined like, do you have like shipped or something like that? Yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, where yeah. You're, so we didn't realize, but we're, you're able to um, to get like a like a Costco membership. You don't have to join Costco to have stuff delivered from shipped, essentially, okay. was the deal. And so because we didn't have a, a membership to a store like that or Sam's Club or whatever those are, um, we have now just gone exclusively to that, to having that stuff ordered okay. in. Shipped. Um, We're shipped. not sponsored by shipped, but we could be. But shipped. we could be. <laughs> <laughs> but we can talk. <laughs> um, but it's, I mean, and, and I don't know why there aren't more plugs for it as new parents, because the right. second time around when, when those uh, services existed, oh man, we took full advantage of like the ordering in of like through Uber Eats or... Um, having delivery, having groceries. Yeah. Actually, I just got alert on my watch that oh. I shipped order. <laughs> All right. That she just ordered one. In real one. time. All right. See? She just ordered one. Um, uh, you talked about uh, uh, jogging. Is that your go-to? How do you stay? I, you know, I know fitness matters to you. Like you said, we mm -hmm. both care about, we both have a healthy amount of vanity. Uh, <laughs> uh, what is what is your approach to fitness now what do you what do you do for that yeah well i um for me it is um it's just about getting up early enough 
to to knock out a workout before everyone gets up. I found okay. is the only way I can really commit to it because I I'm not I not I mean I wouldn't even ask that to say hey uh, you know once I get home from work I'm gonna pop out and go <laughs> to a gym yeah and then I'll come back and help out. Um, I felt like the only way I could do that without really feeling um, like I sh- I should be doing other things would be to do it before they all get up. Uh, so that's what, that's what I do. And that's my routine right now is basically getting up at like five, um, so that I can scroll through Twitter for like 15 minutes. (laughs) I mean, it's built into the schedule. I can like scroll through Twitter or read the news, whatever it is to like mentally wake up, um, and go downstairs, pack a lunch, get the milk into like bottles, get kind of get the stuff ready for the day. Um, because it also helps me stall before I have to like make myself run because I, <laughs> I have a love hate relationship with it. So it buys sure. me time and, uh, yeah. And I just get out and I run at this point, really. Um, I wish I could do more, but I feel like I'm doing the best that I can. Yeah. Um, and so I, I run, you know, four times a week and I do like a hundred to 150 pushups during the run. Like I'll stop at a halfway point, do that. I have like some like knockoff TRX bands at home. And so I'll set that up in the garage if I, you know, when I get back and do a little bit of that, but, but priority wise, it's much lower. Like I just need to have the physical exertion um, to know like, okay, I'm like burning some calories yeah, and I did pretty well. Uh, and that's kind of good enough. Yeah. Where I'm at right now. Okay. Uh, that, I mean, that totally makes sense. We, I was talking about uh, dad bod, you know, like this whole, uh, Thing that exists now and it's been given a name and i kind of feel like dad bod has become uh, you know it, what it means is at one point i cared about fitness <laughs> uh, yeah. and now i just don't it's not as much a priority as like being a part of my family is which is okay like that's mm-hmm. the right answer the right the right yeah. answer to that is there's no need for fitness to have overtaken your priorities at home but to have it on the list seems doable right so to get out for a little bit be able to get a sweat on, be able to get some kind mm-hmm. of workout in. I mean, you know, I hope that it continues to be doable, but uh, so like just a run, some pushups and calisthenics. Uh, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's first thing in the morning for you. You do right. it before they get up. Okay. Yeah. And I, and I, and uh, when I, when I lived in California, I mean, I was part of like a regular gym and I out there actually found there is a community of like dads who are doing this exact thing. <laughs> so that like 5am, uh, LA fitness or whatever crowd, whatever it was uh, that I was going to, there was like a big group of that. And I t- twice a week, um, every, for, uh, le- over a year, um, I would get in and we would run full court <laughs> basketball <laughs> games, nice. All right. like tip off at six, <laughs> essentially <laughs> we'd, we'd play three to four pickup game, uh, three to awesome. four games of full court in the morning, which was like awesome. And like the best workout uh, from a cardio perspective, at least, especially that early in the morning. Um, so yeah, for me, it was a key was being able to just like carve out this time in the day. Yeah. It's like, okay, that's for me. All right. Um, I, I feel inspired by what you just said. Uh, when, when this airs, we're going to start, we're going to get out, out there in social media and we're going to have, uh, let's call it operation dad pod, dad bod. We're going to get a community going. We're going to keep each other accountable. We're going to check in. It's going to be our our uh social media 6 a.m tip off that's gonna be our, yeah. our theme we'll figure out exactly what that means i don't know what that means mm-hmm. but we're gonna have a community that's working on it we'll have our our 
our theoretical 6 a.m. tip off. We're all going to keep each other accountable. Yeah, um, I think it's so helpful. You know, yeah. it's just necessary because like, for me, at least I can say I've done that. And now I can focus on all the other stuff that's coming, like work and life and family. Yeah. And yeah, <clears throat> um, you did to get us into one, maybe near the end thing here. Uh, mention your work. We've been teasing this the whole time, but what Stephen Gelpie does for work because he's in Orlando mm -hmm. is work for the uh, the Holy Land of families, <laughs> the, the the literal uh, happiest place on earth. Uh, Stephen works with Disney. Yeah, uh, but not the literal Holy Land. <laughs> right, 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 right. Park. Sorry, not the not the park <laughs> down not the, the street. Yeah, the figurative Holy Land. Not do not go to the Holy Land Park in Orlando. Yeah. Uh, not that one, the Different figurative, experience. right. The, uh, <laughs> yeah, we are not sponsored by the Holy land in Orlando, Florida. We're also not sponsored by Disney. Um, <laughs> I would be super interested, even though we're a ways off from getting to Disney with our kids. Um, I mean, as a parent, at some point you take your kids to Disney at some yeah. point, you just, it's you just a fact to. of life. You just do at some point or you're poor. No, <laughs> that's what my, my wife said. She was like, we never went to Disney. I think maybe we were poor. And my mom never told me. <laughs> yeah. You either went or you didn't know it existed. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Well, like we, like I didn't come up rich. Like I know, I know the difference in having the Disney channel and not because the rich kids got the extra premium paid for Disney mm -hmm. channel. I didn't get that, but we did every few years go to the park, um, which is the best place on earth. And can also be the worst place on earth because there's just, yeah. if you don't know how to, how to, how to attack it, if you don't have a strategy. So I would love any one or two quick little, like just straight up strategy for a parent at Disney world. Yeah. Well, you know, there's so much, um, I mean, so I grew up quick backstory. I grew up in Miami. So I grew, we grew up going to those parks all the time. It was like our favorite place to be and go and, and I think in large part helped shape kind of the idea, the reason why we moved into like arts and were exposed to that kind of stuff. Um, and even when we were in the more lean years, you would go to Orlando and go to like downtown Disney, what's now Disney Springs, because it was like a free-ish way to be exposed to like, you know, the the the, the company and the yeah. parks and, and that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, so I, I loved going there. All my life would go to all of the parks in, in Orlando. And so it's kind of tipping my hand at like the fact that I, Whitney have talked about like the fact that I work for Disney and like we get to go all the time and we go probably like once or twice a month, we go for like a half day and like, hey, kind of, do <laughs> you know, like I can probably never leave <laughs> the company because Kennedy, it, one, it's the best to be able to, we love going just uh, us as parents. Like we, yeah. we, we've done that before, but to be able to do that with your family is it's incredible. There's a reason why it's like the place to go with your kids and with your family. Um, but there, yeah, the, uh, what I would say is, and, and you said it's there, it's the best and can, can be the worst. Um, I find that, and I'm out in the parks kind of watching shows and watching performances and stuff. Um, you can see pretty regularly and at the start of the day and at the end of the day, like meltdown central. <laughs> and what's crazy to me is when it's like at the beginning of the day, when like you are ready oh. cursing at your children, <laughs> um, for being children and being yeah. overwhelmed and 
you know, that it is a, it can be a big trip. And I understand like people, it's expensive. If you don't work there or, or live right there, it can be sometimes people save up and it's their once in a lifetime. Absolutely. You know, yeah. Uh, trip. People come from all around the world. And um, so you feel like I need to maximize this experience and we need to s- squeeze out every second of every day. And I don't care that you're tired. You're going to have fun, you know, and it gets really aggressive. Um, and I think it's so easy to forget about, okay, to check in and say, is this a good experience? Are we having a good experience doing everything we set out to do? Uh, and are we, you know, doing it the right way? So one, one of the hacks I would say is, and again, we're not plugging anything, but, <laughs> but, uh, you know, don't sleep on the resorts, like the actual staying at Disney is you probably play, pay, uh, pay a premium right. to stay on property because there are like dozens of hotels there but it is like a huge advantage and i've never fully experienced it but my friends have you know we live in town and we will book a night or two just to be able to experience that yeah and like do the pools and, and so like worth like worth it like that is not one of those premiums yeah. it's not really it's not it's not one of those upgrades that isn't worth it like no i think it's totally worth it okay. people may yeah. like uh kind of you know laugh at the the rates and whatever they may be but for the transportation to know that you mean you may not have to rent a car yeah um because they take you to property and you can take shuttles and boats and buses and monorails to get to everywhere you need to go um so that's a huge advantage as well to not have to pile into a rental car and do the car seat find parking a mile away from anything yeah. And, yeah. and get ready once you get into like the car seat business <laughs> of I, I feel like I'm finally in a good place where I can knock one in in like 40 seconds. All right. But there were times where it was like a team effort <laughs> early on in our in our rookie season. Many, many shot clock violations. Just oh, <laughs> man, it used to be awful. Too many delays of game. All right. Yeah. So, I mean, anything like that is a huge advantage. And like, it's supposed to be a vacation as well. So if you can build in a day where you can actually like feel like you're on a vacation and not walking 10 miles a day and just yeah. enjoy like a resort. That that's kind of that's my ideal vacation is to mix, you know, the, yeah. the itinerary and the structure and the parks. Yeah, with the like definitely that backfires. Like it's all like we have to do all of it. We're here. Let's go hard. I don't care how you feel about it. But the better experience might often be to just chill out. Yeah. Right. Okay. You know, um, the last time Whitney was out of town uh, and she she took um, she took Haywood a few months ago out and so it's kennedy and i and we had our like daddy daughter weekend and so it was the first time we went and saw the fireworks at the magic kingdom which are incredible and that's like the thing to do it's the culmination of your day and it's not just fireworks it's like uh video projections on the castles and buildings and it's this huge experience now um and so it's really cool and worth doing but we had a whole day at home and hung out and had like a chill day. We took naps. We both took naps. <laughs> and then at like 6.30, we went to the Magic Kingdom and we, you know, banged out some rides, did that kind of stuff, had dinner, and then we saw the fireworks. And that was like a great five-hour day. Cool. So, uh, but there were kids everywhere that had been there all day. Just wrecked. So many Just kids beat. sleeping through yeah. this fireworks show. When you're like, okay, if you're going to actually do a long stay there at the parks, there's nothing wrong with doing like a half day and yeah. enjoying yourself and like relaxing and doing pools. Because I know people are, you know, 
up here, you don't have swimming pools at every block or right. in every backyard. Um, so that's a pretty fun, cool thing to do. Yeah. And doing like character interactions and character dines and stuff. Like you can stay at your hotel. Um, and even on the dad side, a dad hustle here, I would lobby hard for um, there's at this uh, a hotel called the Wilderness Lodge, which is this huge, awesome hotel. And, and I think it's pretty new, but in the back, there's a dock and they just built like a bar, like a sports bar style um, bar slash quick service restaurant there on the dock. All and right. so it's like it's open air on a nice. lake with a bunch of TVs so, and a full bar. So, you know, so you can Disney have is for drinks. dads. All right. It cool. is. And cool. if you can like, hey, let's let's take the family over here. <laughs> um, and we had actually one of the one of the more fun times when we had a friend up in town. And we just spent the day over there. They were staying there. So we did the pool, hung out there at the bar and uh, they have like pontoon boats you can rent and nice. just like put around the lake and cool. you know, that kind of stuff. All right. But like, that's another great break um, in that experience. And also from a dad perspective, last thing, um, there are golf courses. So, you know, bring the sticks and, and the courses are awesome. And the same thing, I'm pretty sure you can like, bus from your hotel yeah and awesome. i've played with uh many a dads who are like out there alone <laughs> i mean i'm amazed because i don't think i could ever buy that like hey you guys go to the park today i'm gonna go play and then i'll meet you after i just i don't know how i could package that <laughs> that proposal um, but so many people do, you know, um, well but, before long you'll have Kennedy out there with you, right? You'll be out there. That you, is the goal. You can, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, have you heard of the, uh, the DILFs at Disney page? Have you seen this? No, Somebody no. the other day showed me this, um, shout out to DILFs, I guess there's a, there's an Instagram page, uh, DILFs of Disney. Uh, anyway, just check it out at some point, I guess <laughs> I will. you gonna... might be on there. Who knows? Yeah. DILFs of Disney world, 58,000 followers. These guys just, you know, dads being dads, dadding so hard at Disney. So yeah, good work, you know, dads. I, keep I, it up. <laughs> Uh, I bet the majority of those are from Disneyland in California. Oh, all right. I, I, without looking, because what is the, yeah. because of the climate. Like I found that having worked and been at both parks, um, you know, obviously it's much more comfortable at, uh, out on the West Coast, and so people dress like they're going out or like, hey, I'm going to wear like jeans and a and a button down and go take my family to the park. And in Florida, most of the year. Like it's about survival. Like I go thinking, <laughs> okay. all right, I'm wearing running shoes. I'm wearing like I got you. You know, a climb a light. <laughs> back yeah, back into uh, function. Not that yeah, more the more the function again. Oh yeah, because right. you're just trying to get through, uh, get through the day in the summertime <laughs> at least. All right, that's fair. Um, yeah, so don't feel it. like you got to impress anybody at Disney. It's no. it's function, uh, comfort I mean, and function. I'm not trying to survival. impress anyone. <laughs> um, uh, you know what? I think, uh, is there anything else that you had that you want to offer up to a new dad who doesn't know what he's doing? Um, what else you got for me? Man, I, I, uh, that is a great question. I mean, I think that, um, for all of my friends who, um, who we've had that conversation, um, uh, when, when we, when, when they tell me they're about to have kids for the first time or something, um, you know, I, I always say like, it is the, the, the hardest and most challenging and thing you'll ever do. And it's the 
most important and the most rewarding thing you'll ever do as well. Like, I think you definitely get all of the benefits that come along with it. Um, but I, I, I'd be lying if I shied away and didn't say like, yeah, you're going to put in work, you're going to put in those hours. <laughs> um, but it is, you know, having gone through it and uh, especially traveling like I do for work now a little bit, you know, I come, I come up here and I have like a weekend, you know, a few days by myself and I'm free of those responsibilities. And I, and I just get bored. And I think like, yeah, what did I do when I was alone? Like, what did I do with my time? I did nothing, nothing. I didn't accomplish anything. Cause if I can, everything that I do now, like, I don't, I don't know what I did with all of that time and those hours before. Yeah. Um, but we you were know, 25 watching the sun come up. We were, we doing, were, we were doing nothing productive. We were at Lang. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably. Shout out to Lang. <laughs> we were playing flag football in Astoria Park, yeah. uh, <laughs> risking our lives without insurance. <laughs> probably uh, very responsible things like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I think it is. Uh, it's uh, it's awesome and it's crazy and it's surreal. And I think you know, going into it, I, I don't know that it, there's ever. I mean, the moment it hits you is obviously the first time you're going to look at him and say, say hi. Uh, but I, you know, even sitting here talking about all of this parenting stuff, I, it doesn't feel like, you know, I, it doesn't feel real at times. Uh, <laughs> it is just such a surreal experience. And it's amazing to, to be uh, adjacent to this like human being growing and, going from like just laying there and pooping to <laughs> to building words and taking gymnastics and you know and yeah. doing all that stuff and and singing <laughs> musical theater <laughs> and our putting on shows and stuff uh so it is uh it's cool i'm really excited for you guys thanks man let's uh stay on mic do one more uh <laughs> shout out to casamigo shout out to george yeah, yeah we'll do one more and then we'll sign off <laughs> All right, here, here, go. Thank you very much. Dangerous. Operation Dad Pod is recorded at FOU Studios in New York City, produced by Jonathan Gregg and Nicely Vega, and music by Mark Allen.